Hey guys, I've been avoiding doing it. I hate doing it. I know you're going to hate hearing it, but I have to do it. It's time to talk about journals. That's this week on the Badass Agile Podcast. Greetings team. Welcome to the Badass Agile Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Hey everybody, welcome back. Hope you're doing great. Hope you're staying safe in these uncertain times. You know, as we're so isolated and everything is changing, there's a new set of skills required. The world needs you to be creative. The world needs you to be insightful. The world needs you to be aware so that you can lead. And the biggest tool that you should be using to help you develop in all of those domains is your ritual of writing, also known as your journal. Now, before we dig in, let's take a moment to remember why we're here. To create an elite tribe of leaders who truly serve their clients and communities by doing what matters and what works, relentlessly chasing value and excellence like a badass. There's so many resources out there about what you need to do to be agile, but we're focused on who you need to become in order to lead teams. So let's hammer down those fundamentals to create a truly unique and powerful force in this industry. All right, I know, you don't want to hear it. I almost don't want to talk about it because journaling sounds like one of those things that I don't want to do it. Look, my game is tight. I'm solid. I'm certified. I'm educated. I'm seasoned. I'm experienced. I'm all these things. What do I need to journal for? What does this have to do with agility? All right, follow me on this one. One of the big byproducts of agile thinking and doing is innovation. That requires massive creativity. It requires sharp thinking on demand. Also, not only competition, but leadership. Leadership in the marketplace, leadership with your peers and your coaches. Those things require very precise self-awareness and understanding of who you are, where your gaps are, and how to improve. Strategy also requires deep contemplation. It requires envisioning the future. It requires knowing your outcome with great certainty and clarity. And for that matter, influence requires the same things, doesn't it? It requires great certainty and confidence and courage and self-understanding and awareness. And in general, overcoming your fears even so that you can develop the courage required to do any of these things at a massive world-class level requires that you're able to shine a light in your dark corners to understand what you fear and to make the mindset and habit shifts required to be free of them. Well, you can't do any of these things unless you're looking with intelligence and intention. And that's what a journal can do for you. Now, listen here. It may seem outright hippie to you to be walking around with a notebook and a pen and sitting down and always scribing about your feelings. But that's not really what a journal is. If all you're doing with pen and paper is writing down how you felt about yesterday, when you were sad, and when you were happy, I mean, that's a start. But that's really not what a great journaling practice looks like. A great journaling practice should also include, number one, a collection of your hypotheses and ideas. Two reasons for that. Number one, if you have a habit 
of writing your ideas down, that habit increases and improves over time. And that develops a part of the brain that's responsible for innovation and true creativity. And number two, it also creates this massive backlog of stuff that you can rewind through and search for those little moments of inspiration, of brilliance, that had you not written them down, would surely have been lost. So when you use a journal to collect and refine those two things, you now have a reliable creative practice. You also have a toolbox that you can pull from anytime you need an idea. And the very practice of going back and looking through those ideas forces you to reflect on them, to contemplate on them again, to revisit them, to examine them, to see if they still make sense. And that process, too, helps ensure that the ideas you create and refine and spend time on are the ones with the best chance for success. See, one of the big problems with creative problem-solving, creativity, or innovation is that we put so much pressure on ourselves to come up with the best idea that we never seem to be able to squeeze out even one. This journaling practice turns that creative thought into ritual. And when something's a ritual, we're able to do it without thinking. And more importantly, we're able to do it without overthinking. Now, this one you're just going to have to trust me on and try it for 30 or 60 days to see if it makes a difference. You know, just look at this podcast. Every single episode you've listened to and enjoyed came from this journaling process, this brainstorming habit that I have. Now, you may say some of these episodes were great and some of them were not so great. And I'm perfectly okay with that because at the end of the day, I've still got like 250 episodes. And that's about 249 episodes than most podcasters. So if that's important to you, having consistency over time, having a body of work, having a ritual of output, of moving forward, of generating value in the marketplace, it's that journaling practice that got me there. Now, related to that creativity is the practice of journaling what I call your achievements and your gaps. When you make a practice every day of writing down what went well and where you need to improve and where you're stuck, that's a highly revealing habit. A couple of things will happen. If you do it religiously every day, the things that block you will keep popping up over and over, over time. And generally, when you have a problem that comes up more than once and it spans a very long period, it is a persistent and pervasive problem that you need to give more attention to. It's the truth laid bare right in front of you. There's something that you are avoiding. There's something that you know you need to get better at because you've written it down, but you're failing to take the right action. And in seeing that disparity, it draws your attention to a blind spot that you and only you have. There's an area that you don't want to face. There's something that scares you. I mean, the only thing better than that is having a person who sits right next to you and points out your flaws and areas for improvement each and every day. And while you're at it, those patterns are detectable in other people too. So if you're working with teams or a certain kind of people, certain group of people, a, a particular audience, a particular client, noticing patterns of ineffective behavior, dangerous behavior, or effective behavior helps you come to your own philosophy 
on how to perform and work well in groups. What techniques worked for you? What things didn't really move the dial? Do different people respond to different kinds of dialogue or different ways or processes of working? Different roles, different structures. As you journal, you're literally creating the fodder for your own book on how to do Agile well. You're creating the content for your own training course. You're creating the clear value of your offering. Do you understand that? Just putting Agile Coach on your resume doesn't mean that much anymore. There's tons of them. The market's starting to get flooded with scrum masters. And worse, it's starting to get flooded with practitioners of average quality or worse. So what you need to be focusing on is what sets you apart from all of those other Agile coaches, all of those other scrum masters, because that job title is no longer a distinction in and of itself. So what is it that you do? What is it that you understand? What have you learned, experienced, and practiced that truly makes you different? The only way you're going to know that is if you journal it. Because as we all know, if you leave it to your memory to collect and organize all of these points into a cohesive and compelling statement or value offering, your memory's going to fail you. It's just not good at that stuff. And finally, I hear so many people say, I want to be a storyteller. You know, storytelling is in. Everyone wants to be able to shape their unique experiences into compelling, riveting marketing messages. And that's perfectly okay. But what is your story? Until you practice writing it down, until you start to see patterns and repetitions, until your story creates, once again, unique value, unique observations, your story is not going to be interesting. You need to learn how to craft compelling stories. You got to create interesting characters. You have to know how much to say and what not to say. You have to create story arcs that move people. Because ultimately, that's why we want to be storytellers. We want to create impact. We want to move people. We want to influence to change minds and hearts. We want to connect. But you can't do that just by saying, my name's Chris and I grew up in a small town. You have to know how to artfully weave the events and your responses to them into a compelling tale that other people can learn from and grow from. And what better way to practice that than to have a habit of writing daily. Guys, you can do this in as little as five to 10 minutes a day, but I want you to commit now that we have time, now that we're separate, now that we're not constrained to being in a certain place for eight to 10 hours a day, now that we're no longer doing that commute for hours, locked up in the car by ourselves, we have time. We have an opportunity to sharpen your journaling game. I still can't get over how weird that sounds, but guys, this is fundamental. I want you to try it for 30 to 60 days. Commit to it and let me know how it changes things for you. It's been great talking to you. Thank you for being listeners. Thank you for all your comments. Thank you for your loyalty. Thanks for being part of my life. I appreciate each and every one of you. You can reach out at badassagile.com or find me on Twitter at badass underscore agile. I'll see you next time. And until then, stay badass. Badass.